0: The gruesome truth about gang life.
1: With my loyalty
0: man. Video <laughs> of brutal payback posted to social media and how you never know who your enemies are.
2: Long weekend warning.
3: We want to remind the public of these measures and really it's to keep everyone safe.
2: The message from VPD for anyone coming into the city for non-essential reasons.
0: And a wild hike on the North Shore. We were uh, hiking up Mount Frome and uh, a bear uh, attacked us. A popular trail now closed after a very close call.
1: You're watching Global BC. This is Global News
2: Hour at 6. Good evening and thanks for joining us. We'll start tonight by debunking the myth of glamour in the gang life. Exclusive video shows the truth of how brutal and humiliating it can be.
0: It demonstrates in disturbing detail what happens when the people you think you can trust turn on you. And as Romina Dea reports, the video should be a powerful deterrent to anyone who
4: thinks there is glory in gangs.
1: Look this way. Look this way before I f- your face up again, bro.
4: Beaten and bloodied by his own gangster brothers.
5: Look, 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 look. One, one time, one time, one time. Now he's crying because he f***ed with my loyalty, bro. That's what you got, you f***ing clown goof. Man. Are you me to?
4: the naked gangster dumped on the street in the lower mainland a couple of weeks ago say sources nose and penis mutilated according to the snapchat post which has been shared over and over
6: this happens all the time people should not be shocked by this it's disturbing and my understanding is that it is related to gang activity uh, it is connected to an internal drug debt. There's several broken bones.
4: The purported mutilation, a lie, crafted with purpose, says Staff Sergeant Lindsay Houghton of the Combined Forces Special Enforcement Unit.
6: It is to humiliate. It, it's to make a point and, and to send a message, not just to uh, gang members in that gang, uh, but to other gang members and the public themselves. Uh, it's also to send a message to that person uh, that if you do this, This is the punishment.
4: Multiple gangsters hunted and killed in your community in the last month. Bullets ripping through public places, children and families meters away. The young men involved targeted by their enemies and their own gang families over small debts and disloyalty.
6: Stabbings, broken bones, Purposefully burning other people with, with lighters and torches.
4: Cut off limbs? It,
6: c- cut off limbs, fingers, those kinds of things. We've We've seen it all. This, way. This, way.
4: this guy, still in the same gang, say sources, but likely knocked down a couple of notches to teach him a lesson. RCMP members have seen the video. They know who the gangster is. The Mounties are investigating this case, but we're being told the individual is not cooperating.
6: Threatened by rivals, extorted by rivals, and I've been threatened by friends and extorted by friends. There's no
1: loyalty. It's all about money.
4: The lure of fast cash, cars, and women doesn't last. There is a way out, say police. The resources available before you end up in jail or dead.
7: Now don't give up
8: hope on yourself, most importantly. But you have to want to do it.
4: Romina
2: Dea, Global News. The new Delta police team targeting gangs and their affiliates has started to use body-worn cameras.
0: Since January, Delta PD have been conducting a limited-use pilot project with body-worn cameras and was primarily using the cameras during officer training. The pilot was to wrap up at the end of May, however, because of the ongoing gang conflict across Metro Vancouver, including the fatal shooting at YVR where officers were shot at. The Delta Police Board has approved an additional use for the cameras, extending the pilot to the end of September. This decision marks the first time in B.C. that a frontline patrol police team will be using body-worn cameras on a regular basis. The eight cameras cost about $8,600.
2: Homicide investigators have taken over the case of human remains found at the side of the road in Surrey. The call first came in as a fire in a ditch on 48th Avenue, near 168th Street, around 420 this morning. When firefighters put the flames out, they found the human remains. At 5, police went to a residence in the Newton area and arrested a man there. He faces murder charges. Police say the killing does not appear to be random, but they say it is not related to the region's ongoing gang war.
0: Police are asking for witnesses to an attempted child luring outside an East Vancouver High School. The incident happened May 7th when a stranger tried to coax a 14-year-old girl into his van. She walked past the red van on her way home from school along East 49th near Killarney Secondary School. The man, who appeared to be in his 60s, yelled at the girl to get in the car. She ran, but the driver followed her for a block, yelling obscenities at her. She managed to make it to a safe place and told her family.
3: So police are now looking to speak to the driver of that vehicle. We also want to speak with anyone who might have dash cam footage from May 7th between 2.30 and 3.30. And they were in the area of East 49th Avenue and Killarney Street.
0: If you can help, you are asked to call Vancouver Police.
2: A warning, if you're heading out to enjoy the great outdoors this long weekend, conservation is tracking a black bear on the North Shore that injured a hiker this morning. Nadia Stewart is live with the details. And Nadia, this happened on the, on the very popular Mount Frome Trail.
9: Yeah, very popular trail. We actually just got an update from the B.C. Conservation Service maybe about uh, 10 or 15 minutes ago. Uh, They are telling us that the bear has not been caught. And so as a result, they are concerned about safety in the area. The trails in this area uh, will remain closed at least for the next 24 hours until they can continue their investigation. Now, as for the hikers, including that, that hiker who was injured, his injuries are not too serious. The bear, though, did take a swipe at him. Now, as Chris mentioned, it happened on a trail from Upper Lonsdale to Mount Fromm. As soon as the hikers saw the bear, they did all of the right things, trying to scare it away, making noise. But we are being told that this bear is quite aggressive. Here's how the hikers describe the incident.
0: I was with my husband and there was a third hiker. Um, And and when we realized that it was following us, uh, we called 911 and then it Wiped that and bit my husband.
10: I kept just repeating like the whoa bear and just try to remember the stuff that you're taught to do with bears and hope that it would go leave us alone. I'm gonna definitely start bringing the the backcountry gear to the closer to home hikes now. I felt really stupid for not having any bear spray or first aid uh, equipment with us.
9: Yeah, the thing you gotta remember now, this area is probably gonna be off limits, so you're going to want to avoid it at least for the next twenty-four hours as Conservation Service continues their investigation. Back to you.
2: Tough one, a long weekend. All right. Thanks very much, Nadia.
9: Well, the warnings have
0: been constant. Don't travel across the province this long weekend unless it's essential, as we wait for the circuit breaker measures to be eased. But as Nitu Garcha reports, there are some who still consider their travel to be essential and a few who are outright ignoring the travel ban. <laughs>
11: By now, passengers know the process, but for families waiting for a ferry home, it's frustrating.
6: Most people are not acknowledging the travel restrictions.
11: How do you feel about that? Uh, It's not right. These Seashell residents noticing a number of of out-of-province license plates on their return trip after emergency surgery in Vancouver for their 97-year-old mother.
7: Ontario ran in front of us.
12: It's discouraging if if, uh, you see a lot of tourists ahead of you and you're just trying to get home.
11: As health officials urge people to buckle down and stay local this long weekend, especially with the circuit breaker measures set to be relaxed next week, things were relatively quiet at the Sawasin Terminal Friday afternoon. But that wasn't the case at this RCMP checkpoint, with an increase in traffic at Manning Park, one of four along major B.C. highways. An Okanagan man traveling to Metro Vancouver to see his young kids after two and a half months, wondering if he'd be fined or turned back.
13: I've been actually stressed out about that for the past couple of days because, you know, it's I think it's kind of hard to leave it up to one officer to decide whether I can spend time with my family or not.
11: Near B.C.'s border with Alberta, signs of motorists from other provinces entering Sparwood for pleasure garnering mixed reaction. Maybe they're not getting the message. Maybe it doesn't matter. We're all tired.
10: They did put the restrictions in after I got there. And it is making driving home fun. You just don't know how you're going to be received when you pull over for food or gas. Especially when you've got two shots, which I already have. I should be allowed to go anywhere now.
11: Many just hoping stepped-up enforcement will help STEM travel, regardless of rationale.
9: It's kind of compromising the rest of us.
11: Nitu Garcha, Global News.
2: right. let's take a look at today's numbers. We have 420 new cases bringing BC's total to 141,373 with 4,507 of those cases currently active. Hospital numbers are down again today. 319 patients with 107 of them in the ICU. Sadly, six more people have died from complications of the virus.
0: B.C. restaurant owners are on pins and needles this weekend waiting for official word that the ban on indoor dining will be lifted next week. And as Richard Zussman reports, it's just one of many B.C. sectors anticipating what the reopening plan might look like.
7: For Justin Dalkendorf and his team at Autostrada, the heat is on. A scramble to get back to indoor restaurant dining.
14: There's not a lot of opportunity to get our ducks in a row
13: and do this really well. Uh, it's it's frustrating to say the least.
7: The province flipped a circuit breaker in late March, shutting down in-person dining due to rising COVID cases. On Thursday, almost accidentally, Premier John Horgan turned the power back on.
12: Oh, well, they can expect on Tuesday that the circuit breaker will be over. And although official word
7: is expected, Tuesday, the Restaurant and Food Association is telling its members, be ready.
14: What we're advising restaurants to do is go back to the same protocols we had in place when we were closed in March, and uh, and we'll, we'll start as a starting point for there.
7: And this is largely why on March 29th, when indoor restaurant dining was banned, the rolling seven-day average was 826 new COVID cases a day. Thursday, it was 484. Same time frame, immunizations have shot up. More than 610,000 British Columbians immunized in late March, now more than 2.5 million people, including many restaurant workers.
14: We had restaurant owners so happy and phoning up and saying this was the best motivator to get staff back.
7: The circuit breaker has forced restaurants to be creative. Even at the BC legislature, they moved the dining room outdoors. But the BC Liberals say it's now time for less creativity and more clarity
14: of course there's confusion
15: and i certainly understand that uh that there is uncertainty for those restaurants we
13: need a plan we need clarity
7: the circuit breaker also shuttered the reopening of in-person religious gatherings the hope now is those will be back as well
12: zoom is okay but it's nothing replaces the face-to-face the soul-to-soul connection which is so much a part what congregations gather for dreaming of a
7: larger opening up for communities and industries that have been waiting a long time for some good news. Richard Zussman, Global News, Victoria.
0: And Vancouver City Council is waiving annual patio permit fees for 2021 to help restaurants and pubs recover from pandemic restrictions. The measure will help Vancouver businesses save as much as $28 to $100 in fees. Refunds or credits will be given to those who already paid their dues for the year. The city has greenlit 544 temporary patios for the summer and is still accepting applications.
2: It's a move that could cool the hot housing market, with Canadians taking on dangerous amounts of debt. A new mortgage stress test that's going to be tougher for a lot of people to pass. Next on the News Hour. The car in front of me almost caused two accidents.
0: A call to 911 helps avoid catastrophe. The shock police got when they saw who was behind the wheel. Later on the Hour.
16: And new details about the deal to re-sign Travis Green. I wouldn't have signed back here if I didn't believe in what we're doing.
2: How the Canucks coach plans to get them back to their winning ways, along with GM Jim Benning, later in sports.
0: Right now, though, new rules are on the way to help cool Canada's red-hot real estate market. And new home buyers are the ones who could feel the biggest impact.
2: As Aaron MacArthur shows us, the measures are in response to
14: Canadians' growing debt. Listed on a Wednesday, sold on a Saturday. Condos, townhomes, houses, it doesn't matter. Canadians are borrowing money at a torrid pace. It's prompted warnings from Canada's top banker. The biggest domestic vulnerabilities are those linked to imbalances in the housing market and high household indebtedness. (laughs) Starting June 1st, borrowers will face an additional stress test buyers will have to qualify for a mortgage almost twice the current posted rates. Designed to take the froth out of the market, according to mortgage brokers, it's reducing people's buying power by as much as 4%. My clientele who are first-time buyers are, are having a really tough time you know, coming
6: up with the savings to begin with to get into the market. And now to have this getting implemented
14: as well, it's it's gonna hurt them the most. In many cases, the market is starting to soften without government intervention. Last month, record sales were compounded by record low inventory around Metro Vancouver. More homes are listed for sale, and while bidding wars are still happening, not to the same extent. It still comes back to supply and demand. And the supply still is fairly limited. Levers like the stress test are designed to manage demand, and economists argue governments are focused on the wrong problem. What we need to do instead is focus on supply. So we need to make it very easy uh, to increase supply, especially in markets in demand like uh, Vancouver and Toronto. It's still a seller's market, where homes are being purchased for over-asking. Okay. While interest rates are at record lows, the question is what happens if rates start to go up? Aaron MacArthur, Global News.
2: Up ahead, watch out for the whales. It's been very effective in, in sort of protecting whales against our chips. The app that helps record and relay whale sightings so it can save lives.
0: Also, sinking spin-offs. Concern BC has bungled a chance to support the cruise ship industry.
3: Crews are on scene to a crash here in Burnaby, eastbound on Highway 1, just after Gillardi. Now off to the right shoulder, but the damage is done. Traffic is slow from Kensington. Sussex Insurance are your auto insurance experts. Get more, save more with Stratford Private Auto. Ask for details on your next renewal. Find your nearest location at sussexinsurance.com. I'm Trish Jewison in Global One, high above Highway 1 and Gillardi.
2: Believe BC, featured on Global News Hour at 6, celebrates the innovative minds working together to reignite business throughout our province. Believe BC in partnership with Pacific Blue Cross, flexible small business health benefits for challenging times.
0: Cruise ships are set to return to BC's coast, but they won't be stopping at any of our ports. The U.S. has given the green light for cruise ships to travel directly between Seattle and Alaska. That means a multi-billion dollar hit to the BC economy. Katherine Urquhart reports.
15: At Vancouver's cruise ship terminal, not a cruise ship in sight. Canada has banned cruise ship travel until February 2022 due to the pandemic. Now another blow, the U.S. House of Representatives has passed a bill allowing cruise ships to sail to Alaska without stopping in Canada. Usually foreign ships traveling between U.S. destinations must stop at a foreign port
14: in between. It's quite worrisome. Of course, we hope for the best uh, in terms of what will happen with COVID. We all are taking that seriously. But the U.S. industry is gearing up.
15: The news comes as cruise ships are getting set to sail, Many will now go from Seattle straight to Alaska.
9: The initial cruises will have limited capacity. We'll be starting roughly about 50% or so of the
15: ship. The industry has a huge economic impact on this province. It's estimated to bring in $2.7 billion. Premier Horgan says he has spoken to U.S. officials about the bill, which allows cruise ships to bypass Canadian ports.
12: They made it clear in that correspondence that this was going to be a temporary measure until such time as border restrictions were lifted. But industry insiders are
15: anxious.
10: The fear is that if they've gone this far, what's to stop
14: them from doing this again if anything goes sideways in future? For the first time in my memory, there is now open discussion on the floor of the US Senate about abolishing permanently the requirement that cruise ships have to stop in a foreign port namely Canada.
15: Long-term implications of the U.S. cruise ship bill won't become clear for some time. And short-term, loss of the cruise ship industry on B.C. tourism continues to be financially devastating. Catherine Urquhart, Global News.
2: All right, we'll stay with the shipping theme because on this Endangered Species Day, there's a way that you can help better protect whales in the wild along the West Coast. As Linda Aylesworth shows us, it's as simple as downloading an app onto your smartphone.
17: After over a century of whaling off our coast, whales are at last making a comeback.
5: It's a real success story, Um, but it does mean that uh, boaters are going to encounter them more and more over the next few years.
17: In some ways, it's a good thing. With the help of the OceanWise Whale Report app, boaters are helping researchers by reporting the location of their sightings. But marine vessels can also pose a threat. He's having an issue. Oh no, don't die. Last year, Washington State Ferry struck and killed two humpback whales. In this case, a photographer caught the moment of impact. Earlier this month in San Diego, an Australian destroyer came into port with two dead endangered fin whales stuck to its hull. And closer to home, this humpback sustained a deep gash after being struck near Spanish banks a few weeks ago.
5: It highlights really how important it is to, uh, to have a warning system and, for, and, and to have it available to, to ships, uh, crews um, all the time. What most recreational boaters don't know is
17: that warning system already exists. The same whale report app that aids research can also reduce deadly strikes.
5: That information immediately goes to our computer and that, and our system looks around to see if there are any uh, users of the whale report system. Uh, within 10 nautical miles of, of that location. And since
17: the app is widely used by ferries, the Coast Guard, and other large vessels, many get the warning they need to slow down and look out.
5: The information is really important, and it really has been very effective in in sort of protecting whales against large ships. Of
17: course, an app alone isn't enough. Boaters have a responsibility to stay 400 meters away from killer whales, 100 meters away from humpbacks and other large
5: baleen whales. When they blow on the surface and go down, you don't really know where they're going to come up, and they can cover a lot of ground. So, you've got to slow down when that happens.
0: Linda Aylesworth, Global News. An abandoned sea otter will now call the Vancouver Aquarium home.
2: The Marine Mammal Rescue Center posted on social media to say Quatsi has been deemed to be non-releasable by Fisheries and Oceans Canada. She was admitted to the rescue center in early March when she was discovered on a beach in poor health in Port Hardy after becoming separated from her mother. The federal government had decided that due to her young age, Quatsi would not be able to survive on her own. She's moved into a habitat at the Vancouver Aquarium where she'll eventually join the existing group of seven rescued sea otters.
12: What a sweet face. So cute.
0: Just ahead, the phone call that likely saved a man's life.
12: She said, yeah, you know, I I think he ought to visit one of the urgent care sites.
0: The symptoms of a potentially deadly blood clot he almost missed.
2: But first, Ontario police stop a vehicle with a child at the wheel. And that's not the only shocking part of the story.
3: Counterflow is out over here at the Massey Tunnel, and traffic is moving well in both directions through the Massey. You will find some delays for overnight road work between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. Through, Kermak, through a new charitable partnership between KermaC Cares for Kids and Surrey Memorial Hospital, when you choose KermaC collision and auto glass you also support the surrey memorial children's health center i'm sure she listening global one high above the massey tunnel
2: some arresting video now in more ways than one
0: ontario police pulled over a vehicle in york region only to discover a 12 year old boy behind the wheel and that landed his father in handcuffs
18: the car in front of me had almost caused two accidents i pulled up and there's a 12 year old kid driving the car Okay. And I go, How old are you? And he goes twelve. Uh, and I'm like, you can't be driving a car. And his dad's obviously visibly what I think is drunk in the passenger seat.
19: This is dashcam video released by York Regional Police, which recorded the 911 call made by a concerned driver on May 1st just before 6 p.m. The caller follows the car into a plaza at the corner of Wellington Street and Haida Drive in Aurora.
6: Just try to just move your eyes for me, okay?
19: Minutes later, police arrive and give the father a sobriety test. He fails.
14: You're under arrest for impairment, and you're under arrest for child right. endangerment.
19: Officers assure the 12-year-old he's not in trouble, but they're taking his dad in. Police allege he was impaired by
12: drugs. You want a Pepsi? You want a pop? You want a slushie? Let me get you something.
9: A small slushie, yeah. What flavor? Do you want to come with me and get the flavor? I
17: don't have a mask.
19: It's a terrible disposition to put a 12-year-old in. Carolyn Swinson lost her father to an impaired driver, and 12 years later, lost her eldest son to an impaired driver. She says, get a designated driver, and that does not include your child. It's bad enough
5: listening uh, to stories about people who are driving impaired, but when you realize, then you hear that they've got children in the car, and you just think, you know, where on earth? I I, I just cannot comprehend people being that foolish. York Regional Police
19: say they receive roughly 3,500 calls a year from people reporting a suspected impaired driver calls that save lives.
5: Now about 75 percent in some communities of the impaired driving arrests come from citizens calling 911. If you see somebody that's driving atrociously in your community, call 911. Let the police do their job. Don't do anything heroic. Don't be a superhero yourself. Because the boy is only 12,
19: he and his father's name will not be released. Catherine McDonald, Global News.
2: In Health Matters tonight, don't ignore the symptoms. That advice comes from a man who survived a blood clot a month after he received the AstraZeneca vaccine. Thing is, for weeks, he struggled with symptoms that included swelling and shortness of breath until his wife finally convinced him to call 811. Jordan
1: Armstrong has the story.
13: Johnson, Johnson.
1: Hal Fraser-Bringland is back home with his family. All appears normal with the South Surrey man. But look closer and you notice his swollen right lower leg. A sign of the blood clot that could have killed him. A sign he missed, even while on the phone with a doctor. Afterwards, in preparation for going downtown, I had a shower. I looked down at my foot and I thought,
12: wow, that's actually swollen. So it was that that was the trigger.
1: On April 5th, Bringland got his first dose of the AstraZeneca vaccine. At first, he felt fine. But more than three weeks later, April 29th, he noticed a mild shortness of breath while cycling, a symptom he continued to experience this week. The final straw was Wednesday evening.
12: I was playing squash with my squash mate, and I was playing fine, but again, I was just behind constantly trying to catch my breath. Everything was taking longer to catch up
1: on. At his wife's urging, he called BC's 811 Health Helpline. He was told to go to urgent care and later Peace Arch Hospital. The,
12: the final set of tests uh, at Peace Arch was a CT scan of my chest. According to the doctor, there's
1: clotting in my lungs. These are the symptoms of a clot. Remember, Bringland only had two. And initially, only the shortness of breath was obvious. Ontario estimates the risk of severe blood clot from AstraZeneca at one in 60,000. Bringland doesn't regret his dose. The 61-year-old is now on blood thinners for three months. And speaking out to thank those who treated him. And to urge others to watch for the signs.
12: Don't ignore them. It's not. It doesn't cost you anything to make a phone call. Right? And uh, it, it can cost you a lot if you don't pay attention to them.
1: Jordan Armstrong, Global News.
0: Still to come, singing beyond the shower.
5: It's the best acoustic
0: place. With COVID striking a sour note, this chorus found a way to collaborate anyway.
2: And the snowbirds soaring again as they prepare for air show season. You're watching Global News Hour at 6. Faced with the prospect of another major BC cultural event being canceled, organizers decided to hold a different version of it, only virtually. And the results are quite spectacular.
0: As Kylie Stanton reports, the eight month long project required participants to get out of their comfort zones to create something special.
8: Three people, three different parts that somehow make a whole Choral music, by its very nature, is a communal activity But when the pandemic began, the gatherings and the music stopped Hitting a sour note
11: It was really quite devastating for singers and choirs To realize that what we knew and loved was gone It was completely gone
5: For 16
8: community choirs from Ladysmith to Lanceville and their 400 members, that meant saying goodbye to what was supposed to be the fifth Nanaimo Sings Festival. And instead of the stage, they had to settle for the shower. Where is the best acoustic place? That ultimately sparked an idea.
11: Our tagline is community through song, and we thought, you know, how can we
8: keep that going uh, through COVID times? The project, entitled Keeping Calm and Singing On, gave choir members the opportunity to use their voices once again, this time virtually. Let James and I show you how it works. A how-to video was produced, walking the 66 participants through every step of the process, from the camera setup to the actual recording. Doing as many no, takes no, as necessary. No!
16: You know, I got to hear bits and pieces as it came together,
2: and then of course finally the big payoff hearing the, the whole the whole work as one.
8: Just to see for yourself. Hearth and fire be yours tonight. The general consensus: while singing this way may not be what all choristers know and love, it beats not singing at all.
5: It was same same, but something totally different.
8: Every single participant has already signed up for another virtual choir. But if restrictions begin to ease, it may not be necessary.
11: We might be able to start to get back a little bit sooner than later.
8: Thanks to the work they all put into the project, their voices are stronger than ever. And their spirits never more resilient.
5: Live, love, laugh, learn, and you do it through singing. Kylie Stanton, Global News
0: the virtual though. It's it's cool to see them all brought, all brought together.
2: Amazing. Keep calm and sing on, as they say. Mm. All right. Who's uh, who's singing the blues about allergies these days? <laughs> and I, I know Sophie struggled. A lot of people have, Christy, and there might be a reason for it. <laughs>
20: Uh, absolutely. About a quarter of Canadians actually suffer from seasonal allergies, including my son. And it's tough to see. It seems like, well, I keep thinking that allergy season is going to end and it just never seems to be coming to an end. And there's a reason for that. Here's a look at a recent study that was put out, uh, a study that was analyzed by Climate Central. And this is using Seattle as an example. Over the last 50 years, they've actually seen an increase in the growing season by 17 days. That means the allergy season that much longer as well and over 200 studies. studies. Studies or or cities were studied across North America and 89% of those showed an increase, some of them up to a month increase in the allergy season. And it's not only the length of the allergy season that's getting longer or that's changing, it's also the intensity because the amount of CO2 in the atmosphere directly impacts pollen concentrations because it actually stimulates plant growth. So if we continue on this trend that we are seeing right now uh, with CO2 emissions, we could see Pollen production double by the year 2080. Incredible. So if we do drastic ch- cuts, that could certainly mitigate things. But for all of you allergy sufferers, my heart goes out to you. I every time I see my little guys suffering, it is not fun. All right, let's have a look at your weekend forecast, everyone. Yes, we continue with sunny conditions. A little rain would help the pollen concentrations in the air mass, but we've got sunshine on the way for the start of your long weekend, not the end of your long weekend. So as we head into to sunday we are going to see a little bit more cloud cover we have a slight chance of showers on sunday but then it's not really until monday that we are going to see a change so we've got two really great days on the way certainly monday is going to be cooler and it looks like next week is going to continue with that trend so enjoy the next couple of days and here's a look at your central windows weather window for tonight this is from the east kootenai area i would love to dive into that water it looks spectacular wally and before i let you go i just wanted to show you one more central windows weather window this is near trail ron and melba caught this excellent action shot so thank you so much for sharing that with us
2: amazing thanks christy
20: well the skies over comox have been louder than usual these days where
0: the canadian forces snowbirds have been honing their skills
2: preparing for a summer flying season that no one because of the pandemic was sure would come as paul johnson reports the sight of snowbirds in the skies a sign that getting back to normal is on the horizon
18: Here's a hopeful sign that we're headed for a return to something like normal. Canada's snowbirds are back in the air.
12: We're always, always happy to
6: be back in Comox.
18: CFB Comox is where the snowbirds traditionally train every spring, putting the finishing touches on their performance for the summer air show season. While there's still a lot of uncertainty surrounding pandemic restrictions, As of this week, the Snowbirds have a 19-date schedule of air shows and flyovers across North America.
6: This year is going to be a special year like last year as well.
18: A year ago, it was a much different picture. Their mission to boost the morale of Canadians in the early lockdowns ended in tragedy when a jet crashed in Kamloops, killing Jen Casey, their public affairs officer. The planes were grounded, air shows everywhere were cancelled, and many wondered would the Snowbirds ever return?
6: We still plan on flying and showing the population of Canada how awesome the team is.
18: And how awesome they are. Few countries the size of Canada have consistently fielded a demonstration team like the Snowbirds, who are typically crowd favorites at air shows with their nine jet aerial ballet. And if that's not an achievement, Consider the airplane itself, a Canadian-built jet that they've kept flying for 50 years now. So watch the skies this summer for the return of a national icon. Paul Johnson, Global News.
2: Perfect
0: heart. They know what they're doing. Yep. All right, Squire is here. Got to hear from uh, the coach and the GM who are with us for another couple of
13: years. Uh, yes, they both have two years. Well, Green has a two-year contract and Benning has two years left on his contract. And both obviously have now survived another winter of discontent. Out of the seven years, this probably was the toughest year you know, to be a general manager. So... What's the plan, Jim, to avoid another year like the one we just lived through?
0: Also, tonight, of course, satellite debris.
12: Mobile.
2: All right, A lot of people with lots of opinions about what happened today <laughs> in the Vancouver Canucks.
13: You know, I bet you a couple of months ago, if you had said when, when things were going bad, they're both going to be here at the uh, end of the year. Mm, I don't know a lot of people would have taken that bet. Um, after all the speculation, all the angst, all that money spent in a small plane to fly around Vancouver with a sign that said, Fire Jim Benning, nothing happened. Jim is staying, and so is Travis Green. We're not sure yet about Green's assistant coaches, though, but Travis Green himself signed a two-year deal today after his contract ran out this season. I want to win,
16: and and that's why I signed back here. I didn't sign back here just to get two more years of coaching in the NHL. I I know Jim, I know our ownership are committed to winning. And, uh, hey, we own this season. It didn't go the way we wanted to. Uh, I can understand how people would be frustrated with the year uh, our group needs to evaluate. We need to make changes. Uh, but there's only one reason I signed back here is because I believe that we, we can win with this group and, and not just the players or coaches, but um, the ownership and, and management.
13: Okay, so if nothing is changing with the management structure, then things obviously better change on the ice or there will be more small planes flying around Vancouver with Fire Somebody next spring but real change has to come from the GM. So with his coach signed, what else is Jim Benning going to do?
10: Jim Benning knows better than anyone that there are a lot of holes to fill on this roster, but where to begin? Benning doesn't have a lot of cash to spend under the salary cap, about 15 million, but he can get that number up over 20 million if he buys out Louis Erickson. If Michael Furland stays on long-term injury reserve, which is expected, and if he can make a trade or two. The buyouts are going to be part of our strategy this summer to save cap space. Um, like I said earlier, we're going to be aggressive in, in, in the trade front and... Um, you know in free agency 20 million sounds like a lot but benning needs to re-sign young stars Elias petterson and quinn hughes to new deals which will take up at least two-thirds of that amount so that doesn't leave much to sign about another half dozen nhl ready players more than ever the canucks need improvement from within if they're going to get back to the playoffs
16: i believe we have a lot of good young players with our team right now that are still improving uh You know, they're young. There's a maturing process through that. Our young guys need to continue to improve, and that's going to be a vital part of it.
10: One of the true bright spots this year was the play of Swedish rookie Nils Hoaglander, whose 13 goals were fourth most on the team. The Canucks are hoping 2019 first-round pick Vasily Padkolzen can come in and give them similar value next year. When Vasily Pekolzin's done, you know, with the World
16: Championships, we're going to get him signed. I I think he's going to be, you know, a lot
10: like Pekolzin. He can come in and help us next year. The Canucks will be in a much better salary cap situation a year from now, but they're not interested in waiting until then to contend. They are hungry to come back and make up for what has been a giant step backwards.
16: Uh, I've said it all year. We want guys that just want to win and are willing to do whatever it takes to win And it's not just the players, it's everyone in the organization. And that's the commitment you need going forward and and how you get better uh, is with that commitment and that desire.
13: Okay, tomorrow the Whitecaps are in Houston for a game at 6 o'clock our time. The broadcast will start on AM 730 at 5. After getting rolled by Kansas City on Sunday, the Whitecaps refused to let that get them down, even though it probably deflated a lot of their fans.
12: We don't throw... Our first five games in the in the garbage just because the game in sport, in Kansas City was of a very low standard. We know that. We know it was a low standard. We're we're not happy with it. Um, but we did a lot of good things in our first five games. So we have to consider that going into Houston. We have to consider that. Um, also for the confidence and the belief of the group because they are confident.
13: Mickelson, five zero. 0 It's uh, Phil at 50, and he's one of the leaders after two rounds of the PGA Championship. He won this thing in 2005 when a lot of the guys he's playing against were children. Uh, Louis Oosthuizen, I'll show you him in a moment. He's actually tied. Actually, I'm not going to show you Louis. I want to show you Brooks Kepka. Louis is tied with... Mickelson at minus 5. Kepka had a couple of eagles, so he's second at minus 4. Adam Hadwin had a good second round. Got himself into the weekend with uh, 71. He's at 4 over par, so he made the cut. Of course, uh, Corey Connors, the Canadian from Ontario. I guess you are a Canadian from Ontario. Uh, he uh, had 7 bogeys today, but birdied Date, the 18th. 2 under par, so not far off. Here's the bizarre shot of the day. JT Poston... This one looks like it's going to the water, and then it just gets hung up on the wood. Oh, my goodness. Put that down a million more times. I bet you he cannot do it again. Not do it again.
6: Anyway. Oh, did he hit it from there?
13: Well, I can't. Yeah, he got a par out of it. He did, put hey? he Why am I over here when you people are right there? He got a par out of it.
0: <laughs> We're all over the place, Squire. Thanks, Squire. All right. Uh, stick around, satellite debris is next.
13: Alright, heading into a long weekend let's do it okay let's do it then uh when the baby takes his or her first steps your phone should be ready <laughs>
18: Sometimes, they don't make it. Don't worry though, for now and forever, even our clumsy customers can get a better price on new smartphones.
13: <laughs> okay, so you let's- You need an OtterBox for that. Yes, let's, that's right. Yeah, oh, those are good. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's kick it old school here. Uh, we've shown these before a couple of years ago, but let's show them again. Three from Corona Light. <laughs> <laughs>
9: Mm-hmm. Adios. Ah. Corona light. Ditch the herd.
18: No way. Come on. on, come on, yes, no yes, down. yes. Touch Touch down. Down. That's yeah.
4: about. Oh. All right. Oh.
9: Corona light. Ditch the herd.
13: Corona Life. It's the Herd. (laughs) We love the anthropomorphic on this show. Uh, Sophie? I'm I'm excited. Would you like singing chickens? Anytime a chicken
0: sings, I am happy. There
13: you go. Singing chickens (laughs) it is. those chickens will be performing at carnegie hall
0: it's even better when it's 80s songs
13: <laughs> really is it really is
2: can you imagine being the vocal experts in the audio booth recording that i mean it's just bizarre to think
13: about can you imagine being the one who taught the chickens to sing that <laughs> come on You're our now.
0: closed captioner
13: <laughs> <laughs> have a great long weekend everyone
0: good night all